Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sea View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with producer Claudia Pareko. We are cosmic beings, beings of light. A moment of your time is one of the most extraordinary gifts we could ever be given. We are honored every time we've received a moment of your time. We are honored, privileged, and humbled. We serve in your presence. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S. Time, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. All podcasts are easily found in all social media and are available free, live, or on demand. To request a show, please write to Claudia Pareko at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website cview1111.net Now, let's listen to our host and topic of the day. Danny and welcome everybody to Ready to Heal Now with the topics The Energetics of Bullying and your host Betsy Sawyer Galing. A bully is anyone who uses power and intimidation to control or overpower someone else. Bullies can affect the lives of others profoundly which is how they derive their power. They feed off the energy of other people's fear and intimidation and steal power from others in order to feel more powerful. They also feed off the approbation and admiration that their supporters give them. People who bully others feel really weak inferior and inadequate, so they bully others to prove their strength, superiority, and power. There are many stages of bullying and many reasons why, but when you are in the other side of the bullying, you wonder why? Why are you there? What is it that you do? What can what can you do to stop it? And it's it's a, a situation where many times you wonder why it keeps happening to you. Sometimes when we have been bullying bullied by somebody, it repeats itself until we are able to to break that pattern. And how do we break something that that we do not understand? And that is some of the reasons why we are having this conversation today and why your host, Betsy Sawyer's Galing, so important 
to bring the topic. So now let's bring Betsy so she can give us a better understanding on this phenomenon that can change the lives of people forever. And welcome, Betsy, to see you. Uh, hi. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I I wanted to have this topic today because I think it's um, bullying is something that it's an energy that's around us twenty four seven, really, um, in in one degree or another, um, and everybody on the planet has had an experience of being bullied or being coerced in a direction that they don't want to go in, but the prevailing energies uh, push them uh, to a place that where they don't want to be. Um, and I think it's really important to have an understanding of what's happening um, and I'm not going to um, paint myself as the expert, um, but I, what I would really like to do is stimulate conversation about it, um, you know, in every in communities and small, small and large scale, so that we understand what's happening um, and um, do something about it and point it out and. Um, I know I have I have certainly had um, experience with it. My kids have had experience with it, and every everyone I know has. So um, today I wanted to just discuss the topic. Um, and Claudia, what what do you think is the um, is the biggest problem with bullying? It, it really um, trying to get trying to get yourself out of a situation where you're being overpowered by somebody else's energy. Um, and there are, different, there are different types of bullying, different reasons why people bully. Um, and I, I had a, I had a um, printout that I wanted to go over, um, and, I, and I don't have access to it, unfortunately. So, um, but we can, we can still talk about it. Um, um, instances where... Um, the energy of another person or a group of people overtakes a person um, and they don't have sufficient means to overcome that group energy. Um, so, Claudia, have you had any um, instances of bullying in your life or that you've seen that stand out? You know, I have, and it is. Um, it it just happened very recently, and in my life, and it took me by surprise because I, I, you know, you tend to think that bullying only happens to young people or only happen in certain situations for certain people. So when it happened to me just just last month. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe. But at first, you do not realize, or at least I, I didn't realize it was really bullying. I just thought, well, this person doesn't like me. And that's okay. I don't have to be liked by everybody. But then when it started escalating and I became the sole purpose for this person to uh, push and pull and make things that started 
um, you know, like I said, it escalates in such a way that it makes you wonder and it makes you feel anxious and it makes you um, question your self-esteem and it makes you, um, yeah, think about what is it that I'm doing wrong? Why why is that person being like that? Why is it that um, this is happening? Do I create it? So to me, it was an eye-opening experience because I wasn't expecting, especially because it happened at work. So, and with an adult, so it, it, I thought we were over this, and it doesn't. It can happen at any time in your life, and in situations where you supposedly feel safe, it can happen, and it really rocks your world, and and. When I had to stand up, stand up for me, I Betsy, I felt like the little girl, like a little girl who has been uh, punished and has to go to your uh, authority person and say, "Oh, this is happening to me. Please help me." So, well, I, so it made me felt weak. You know, I wanted to talk about that particular point because. Um, that that is really interesting to me, and we all we all have um, many pieces of ourselves inside ourselves that we are um, expressing at different times, and we're not really we are not really aware of of that. And one one way that I learned to be aware of all these different pieces of myself um, is doing something called proprioceptive writing, which you probably have never heard of, but um, it's a, what it is is you'll you'll sit and write something just um, just stream of thought, and then instead of speaking it out loud, you read it to yourself, like speaking out loud, but only in your mind. Um, and when you do that, you can see what your viewpoint is. You can see if you're coming from being a small child. You can see if you're coming from being an adult. You can see if you're coming from somebody else. These things that are coming out of your stream of consciousness and that to me shows shows me that we oh I see a deer (laughs) Um, that shows me that we are constantly being influenced by other people by pieces of ourselves um, and at different points in our life and one of the things that a bully does is magnetize that child piece of you or a victim piece of you from some other viewpoint that you click in on, they magnetize that. Um, and it's very, very difficult to get yourself to another place when that gets magnetized. Um, and I find also fear is, we are so fear-based um, and it's an underlying current that we have in our lives, even when we're not aware of it, even when it's so low level that, or we're so used to it that we don't even acknowledge it. Um, but we are, we are fear-based. We're afraid. We're really afraid about what's going to happen next in our life. If we're stable, if we're, if this is going to happen, if that's going to happen, we, we all are, that's just the nature of being human. Um, but a bully knows how to magnetize that fear piece of us. Um, 
and is able to do it in a large group. And so it becomes like an actual, and I always think I wish we could physically see this energy because it becomes like a, um, it's a physical thing. It's a physical thing that's just not visible to us. Um, and it grows and, you know, I and was, people I are afraid. It, it becomes a thing that that energy is hard to oppose. Yeah. I'm sorry, you, go ahead. You, know, you were saying that and I'm I'm this was in the situation where I finally understood I was under the scope of this bullying. I was able to feel that as I was more um emotional and I when I get emotional I I get quiet because I don't like to show my emotions. So I couldn't defend myself, so I was quiet. And this person noticed that, and since we were in a public situation, I could feel her energy moving stronger, pushing me down. And the more she pushed, the more I was just there standing. And I hated every moment of that, but I I didn't have... I wish at that moment I would just turn. I said, that's it. I'm leaving. Bye. But I was in a public situation, and I didn't want it to let other people know I was being affected. So, But I right. could feel that energy pushing me down. And how the more I would belittle or feel belittle, the more she would be um, getting bigger and bigger and, and it, it was it was so I could feel it so yeah exactly what you said right and I I noticed I, I had an, an I had an experience with a um, physician um, who I, I have um, rheumatoid arthritis which I have managed for many years um, using natural methods and I had gone to a rheumatologist um, because I usually go once a year, and my rheumatologist um, had retired, and so I went to this new guy, and he was a, an enormous person, <laughs> and with a big um, barrel stomach and like six three large person, and um, I told him he wanted to put me on some heavy duty drugs, and I said no, you know I'm not going to do that because I haven't needed to do that and they're very damaging to the body and I don't want to do that. And um, he was very, very angry that I did not agree with him, that I was not um, acknowledging his, um, you know, power. And Mm -hmm. um, I felt his energy rise up in his body and like come over his head and, mm-hmm. like, come at me. And he reminded me of a bear attacking. Um, and it was very uncomfortable for me. And I just I, I just left. Uh, and I, I, was, I was just shocked by this. And, but, but not even shocked. I was shocked by the experience, um, my personal experience, but I'm not shocked by this kind of energy and people throwing, you know, literally throwing their weight around 
um, in this way because this is this is obviously something that he's doing. Um, it's also something that, um, I, and this is what I was talking to you about a little bit yesterday. You know, we have this um, we have this desire to be um, we like we like masculinity. We like um, we like assertiveness to a point, and we don't like somebody overpowering us. But that seems to be this is really supported by our. Um, society right now. This is an issue that our society is really working on, um, and we see it every every single day in, in what's happening around us. Um, and it's a matter of people using using this energy in a negative way. Um, and, and we do have this double edged sword because we don't we don't want to um, we we like. We like the contrast um, in, a, in like a um, male and female way. We like the contrast of the sexes. We, we, that's attractive to us, and we want to maintain that. But on the other hand, um, we can't let an aggressive tendency run rampant. Um, and it is encouraged. It's certainly encouraged in boys, and it's being encouraged in girls, too, to be very aggressive. Um, we need... Um, we need to come to uh, an area, uh, an understanding of what we will accept and what we will not accept, and especially in school situations. Um, this is such a problem right now, um, and it needs to be addressed. You know, it's not something that the school can do on the side. It can't be done in a part-time way. It really it needs to be done in a full-time way. It needs to be done by addressing um, really what's happening and um, allowing somebody to run over somebody else. And what happens in these situations is the energy is like a ball. It picks up like a ball. And the the vast majority of people who are just going about their business get rolled up into it, um, <clears throat> sometimes, um, sometimes by the excitement of it, but usually um, – the the real base of it is fear of being targeted themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in in my own experience, Betsy, when this person was in a position of power in in relationship with me, so I think that's where my fear was. Is like, okay, this person can act or do things that can damage my career. So uh, I I was afraid, as you said, to say something to her directly because I was afraid of the consequences of saying something to her and to stand up for myself. Plus, in the moment where the attack was happening, I was emotional, and when I I was I let my emotions uh, get the best of me. So at that moment, I couldn't say what I think I want, what I wanted to right. say because I I would end up crying, and I would have hated every second of that if if she had seen that, because it to me it, right. it felt like oh she's gonna win if I if I cry. So. 
But that's an energetic attack, and we need mm-hmm. to kind of we need to kind of really understand that's happening. That person is is literally stealing your energy from you. Mm-hmm. They they're they're halting you. You you are not able to um, because they're magnetizing the the victim feeling, and we everybody has a victim in them. Everybody does, um, and that person has effectively magnetize that part of you to the to the front to the surface mm-hmm. um, um, and and is and the fear thing and it's also if other people want to defend you they they need to know that they're strong enough to take on this person you know who wants to who wants to be aggressive and a lot of people don't feel up to that i mean they can we subconsciously we're we're very aware of this, but consciously we're not, and we need to make this very conscious. You know, I I just think of um, <clears throat> I think of an experience in um, junior high school, and I don't know why this is coming to mind, but maybe when I talk about it, it will become more clear. But um, there was a boy named Albert who was um, a number of years older than most of the kids there and he liked to fight and he was a bully in a um he used it as his uh like showmanship you know and it was like a release of testosterone and made him feel strong in a situation where you know you you knew he didn't feel strong in that situation because it's just he couldn't he couldn't and that's how he was compensating and um but it's but it's interesting. Um, some some bullies operate on um, they they really um, enjoy the power. It's a power grab for them for for whatever reason they feel they need it. Um, uh, and we need to recognize that on a on a cultural basis. Um, mm-hmm. We need to realize that our our society supports that by supporting some behaviors, um, you know, and, I, and again, we can, I was telling you yesterday, this Me Too movement, it's bringing out a lot of dialogue, which is good, and um, we haven't resolved anything yet, but the dialogue about it is the most important thing, because we do need to talk about our feelings. A lot of the, a lot of people, a lot of the pushback um, on the Me Too is uh, on the one side. It's it's perpetrators not wanting to take responsibility for what they've done. They want to keep um, pushing pushing it under the rug. Um, and there's enough of a base of support for that being pushed under the rug to keep it under the rug. That's what's happened this long. Um, and now I see this. I, I read this article yesterday about um, Asia Argento. Did you read that? Are you following this Me Too movement? No, I'm not. Oh, well, she's um, you know she's one of the proponents, um, you know, pushing pushing for Harvey Weinstein to get to to get his what he deserves for for his mm-hmm. behavior. And the, there's just rampant rampant bad behavior in that industry but it's really it's really kind of everywhere in our society and that's like a egregious source but um there's there's a counter there was a countersuit that came up against her 
by some young actor um, who she had paid off, um, and he accused her of sexually uh, assaulting him, or he was a minor. I don't know. I don't know all the details of it, but I know, um, and I don't know how it's going to end up. But that's another way, whether or not that's true, and I, I think it might be true, um, and. Um, <laughs> It's still a conversation that needs to be had. It doesn't excuse uh, Harvey Weinstein from whatever he's doing, and it doesn't um, it, it doesn't make her a saint. Um, and it, it may have been the issue that um, really made her feel like she could speak out, since this person was was uh, making her pay. She wanted to make him pay. That may have been the the reason for her to initiate the conversation. It's very difficult for people to stand up in these situations because there's so much pressure. And again, I wish we could physically see the energy that's there because it is it is actually there, but it is invisible to our to our eyes. And and you know, Betsy, usually um when when you encounter a bully you're going to find out that this person has been doing what they do like forever with no repercussions. So that also makes the victim or the person that is um, under their scope fearful of saying or doing anything because um, you you think the people or someone that is in authority position that could help you, they are not going to do anything because this person is such value employee or he's the owner of the, I don't know, acting place or a famous director or an athlete or whoever, whatever they do, is you think that nothing can be done because this person has such power. That's right, and and that has been the case for a long time. I mean, you you can see because these situations keep coming up. Um, it's a situation where somebody feels it's his right to do this. It's his right mm-hmm. because he's whoever um, he yeah. he's reached a certain power, and uh, this is this is one of the perks. Um, and we really need to unmask this. It's it's harmful. It's not it's not good for anyone or anything. Um, I, I really feel um, in conversa- in situations where there's a school or internet bullying of somebody, it's it becomes an issue that is it is often too big for one person. You know, they can move to another situation sometimes. Um, it's very hard to diffuse the situation um, without the uh, knowledge of what's going on and everybody acknowledging what's going on mm-hmm. and just making a hard a hard no to the situation. But don't you feel also, Betsy, that because of what of the energies of these days and how the divine feminine has been pushed to become more 
balance with according to the masculine, I feel that this is the time when many of these um, things or these situations are capable of being resolved. That we can use these opportunities of the times. I I totally agree with that, and um, I think also <clears throat> something that I wanted to. Um, mention is like uh, as an experience that I had I know we we as a culture are getting more comfortable with diversity and it's something that we have to get more comfortable with because the truth is most people do not fit the mold they they just mm-hmm. don't and as time goes on it's more and more obvious um, we we don't we're, we don't want to be these little soldiers automatons who aren't our real self we want to express who we are, and we don't fit. And a lot of the um, kids that are being born right now, just they they don't fit the mold. So we have to stop trying to make people fit the mold. We have to start letting people express who they are. And one one thing I I saw, you know, I think this is another thing we don't under totally understand how our our personal energy and our group energy hold a viewpoint in place. So mm-hmm. say you are in a group, and this is like how it takes a long time to move people to a new place, to a new thought. Um, <clears throat> you introduce a new thought, there's lots of pushback. People have their own feelings about it. Even if they might recognize it's a better idea, it's not their idea. You you might be a newcomer, and so you're not really allowed to present this idea. Um, you know, you may have to come in the back door by making somebody um, who who feels they're in charge um, think it's their idea so that and and moving the group energy is another thing which again I always feel like I wish we could see this because it's an actual energy um, and it gets stuck and you're and it's like you by yourself are a small energy pushing against a big energy and that's that's why it's not going to work like that. You know, we need to kind of understand that. And I, one thing that I saw that, first of all, um, electing Barack Obama, I didn't think that would happen, but it did. And that, that made me feel wonderful about where people are. Um, that's a really good sign. Um, I, and I was in Cape Cod. I used to have a house in Cape Cod, and so I went there. Um, frequently, and I remember um, a couple summers ago, I saw a um, I saw a boy in the store. He was looking through the women's clothing. Um, I was also looking through the women's clothing. He was wearing makeup, and I I noticed that I did not feel um, shocked when I saw him, and I noticed that is a group energy. That's a group energy that. I entered where the people around me weren't feeling shocked and I wasn't picking up on it. And um, I I really feel like people need to be who they are. Whatever feels right is is right for you, as long as you're not harming somebody else. Um, but I felt like that was also a watershed moment for me because generally, uh, and it made it me so aware that, a lot of the reactions we have, um, 
we're going with the flow. We're literally going with the flow of the energy around us. And if the people around us have a negative flow, we get stuck in it. We don't always know it's theirs. It just it's like a subtle thing sometimes just kind of picks us up and we become part of it. Have you acknowledged that or seen that in your life? Yeah, no, things have changed tremendously. Um, I have seen how much acceptance there is for many, many, many people and many, you talk about sexual, sexual orientation. It's, you just turn on the TV and you see that. You see how normal it is now that uh, things that um, when we were growing up would be alarming and, and you wouldn't even talk about that. Now it's 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 more acceptable and it's it's becoming yeah. It's even the law changed because uh, for that, and I, I was very glad that that happened because. That's the first step, and we are in that era where things are becoming better, and that's my belief. Yeah, I I think so, too, and I think really being um, verbal about it um, and having maybe groups and communities who come together and talk about these things um, because it's really we all need to feel safe with who we are and expressing who we are. And if we have that feeling, and if we feel like our individuality is being supported, there's not there's not going to be room for people to just come and walk over other people. Yeah. And, and you know, going back to um, my experience when I had this person um, bully me, I was... When I came home, the first thing that I did, I, I I told my husband about it. I told what had happened and how upset I was and that I wanted to talk back and I wanted to go and talk to this person and the other. And the first thing that, that he said um, was, oh, but that's how work is. Do you know how many times I have found people that, that don't like me? And, and, you know, that first comment made me like, so you're saying I have to accept this? You're saying that I can't do anything about it because that's how work is? And I think that sometimes we, that's the first reaction people in our, uh, do when they, when, when, when you are being bullied and you tell somebody, this person is hurting my feelings. The other person is like, oh, grow up. You have to, that's what the world is about. And I don't think so, Betsy. I don't think that that's what I, and, and that moment I really got upset. And, and, I, I, and, with, and I thought of myself, no, this is not the, the world that I want to be Right. So you were talking about power. So what? I, I was looking at my options, and I said, well, I can go and talk to this person and say, you know, blah, 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 this, I don't, but I knew this person will never even agree on what I, of my experience. He, she's always going to deny it or even use it as an opportunity to do a little bit more. So I mm-hmm. needed to find my power. 
so I did the next thing that we are, are supposed to do. I spoke out, and I went to the people above us that could make do something about it. And I, after I talked, and they did, they pulled her out of my gym, so now I don't have anything to do with her, which is perfect. But the thing is that when I'm with her in the same in the same room. I don't feel my energy belittled anymore. And I wonder, Betsy, if it's her or this is me. Was it always her that was bigger? Or was it me that I allowed myself to be smaller because of of who what she was doing? So what do you think? Um, well, my my opinion is that um, it's it's really their energy that is pushing buttons in you that at, that magnetize that piece of you that feels like a victim. They, um, and yes, people can learn to overcome it and it's, but it's difficult. And sometimes depending on the extent that it's, um, that it's gone to, um, you know, it becomes a bigger energy and the energy is, you know, as you're saying, some people say grow up. It means they don't want to become part of that energy and they, and they don't want to help you and they don't want to become part of it. But in a way they are becoming part of it because they're not standing up for their values. They're just saying you deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. But really as a community, we need to look at what's happening because it's harmful. And I, you know, I always, it's like a radio station. And this, here's an example. You know, when you're driving in terrible weather and you want to, you want to tune in the station that has the weather and it's the information that's local and you can't hear it because the signal's weak. But you really need that information. That's the pertinent information. That's the information you need. In it. Instead, you hear, you know, people talking about sports. You hear people, you know, you hear music. Those are the things that come through when really what you need is something specific to you. And it's really about strengthening that signal, that signal of the information that's healthy and helpful and directed. If you can't, and <clears throat> bullies learn how to weaken your signal, and that's really what's happening. And it's also just a bad thing in terms of our lives and living good lives because some of the information that's the most important is not being supported. It's, it's new information or it's information that somebody's presented before and it's been squelched because it, it threatens in some way, but it needs to be um, expressed. It needs to have backing. It needs to have, um, People who understand that just the loudest voices don't necessarily have anything important to say. And a lot of times the loudest voices are blocking progress. They're blocking um, interesting ideas. They're blocking things that um, improve life. I I noticed this also... I was just going to say, in business school, I I noticed this too. You know, some people 
are used to just taking the floor and dominating, even if they don't have a good idea. They are used to dominating, and I remember being very annoyed by that because other people have good ideas too, um, and every this is a very um, select group of intelligent people with good ideas, so there shouldn't be an opportunity for one or two people who are very loud to overpower other people. Yeah, that's just not a good thing. It's not a good way to operate. So, uh, Betsy, energetically speaking, how would you think it would be a good way to work to um, diminish the bullying energies or to make yourself bigger? How, how would you suggest? Well, I, each individual situation is different. I, I think on a, in a, on a big scale, we need to have this conversation. People need to understand what this is instead of just having things subtly happen and we just kind of live with it. We don't really look at it. We don't really pay attention. We just know, okay, don't go that way. You know, but we don't really understand all, all of what's happening because a lot of it happens on a subtle level and we don't focus our attention on it. And attention needs to be really focused on it because our, our environment and the thoughts, the group think around us is, is also uh, part of the problem. You know, if the group think around you says don't get involved in this or, um, you know, has their own fears about having their career ruined by this person, they're not going to get involved. And then we don't win that way. Nobody wins. Our society doesn't win that way. We really need to, um, we really need to support people who are being um, suppressed, at least let people get their um, ideas out. Um, and I, I see, you know, go ahead. So you're saying that intervening can be done directly, like expressing disapproval, defending the victim, but intervening is one of the ways to um, to, to ending on bullying. I think we need to look at it on a um, on an energy basis, how much energy is there? And think of it as having a color or a form. Mm -hmm. How much energy is right here? And if you think about it, you can visualize how much energy is supporting this person who's bullying and how much of it, how much of it is just fear that they don't want this person focused on them. And a lot of it is that. And um, people who are, you know, habitual bullies, they, they know how to manipulate. This is just what they do. It's like, and we, and, you know, part of it, like I said, our, our society prizes aggression in some ways, um, and it gets out of control. It's totally out of control, and some of it is really pernicious energy. But I think if you've got a big ball of energy, one one person by themselves can't penetrate that ball of energy. I think we need to really understand it um, and we need to have people recognize what's happening and be able to step in. You know, when you're in a situation and I think that, and I think that's what happens to, you know, especially in these 
childhood situations where people get overcome and uh, a teacher can't be there all the time um, you know and the energy kind of points in a certain direction and then it becomes very uh, a kid doesn't really have the option to go here or go there they're kind of stuck in their life you know adults it's easier for them to move from situation to situation but even that not always easy either um, I, I I suggest certainly seeking support, seeking support from people. And even if you don't get it from the first place you go, just keep seeking support. Keep asking for support in your life. Um, and if you are in a situation that's unsafe, recognize it for yourself. And take the steps, you know, and we we can all Google places to go. There's There are numbers to call there. Are, but some situations, like I said, we we deal with this on a small and large basis all the time. We're making these decisions with so little awareness of what's really going into them, you know. You do what's easiest or best for you, but you don't always think about, well, why is this easiest? Why is this best? It's because there's this, you know, booby trap over here. That's why we're going this way. We don't, we don't even really notice it that much unless we focus attention directly. Um, so did you did you feel like you had resolved your situation well enough? Or well, I, I, I think this I'm... is an ongoing discussion because, um, you know, we don't we don't have all the answers yet. But if we're engaged in working with the problem, we will come up with them. You, you know what is something I, I I did, and it was a divine inspiration, but one thing that I, I did when I I went to speak with the, with the, the person of authority that is above the both of us, but I documented uh-huh. everything that, that this person had done. So I went um, back in memory, and I said, okay, this Day, she did this and this is this is the thing that she said she this is and I tried to be as factual as I could in terms of okay she was late she didn't inform the team she left uh, me waiting for so many time minutes who was there at that moment that was also that knew this was happening and so so when I, I went to talk and had my case heard, it was not, oh, she's hurting my feelings. I, I documented everything. And I think that I would, that's the first thing that I would tell people to do is document whatever incidents you have with this person. And even if you didn't do it at, at, at time, I'm sure that you will remember if you go back in your memory what happened, when was it, who was there, because for you, it made a difference. So you know what happened, you know who was there, and just take all, all the emotional parts of your statement. And and so that's what I did. I went to, to this person. I said, this is happening. This is uh, I, I this is against all the policies of the company, and she's doing that, and I'm the one, the recipient of this. And 
when when uh, and 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 I told the, uh, the person I said and I am willing to go to HR if that is needed and she resolved the situation for me she, they, as I said they took her out of the, my team and she's no longer I have nothing to do with her anymore but the document is there and before me nobody had ever complained about her so now there's a document it's there my hope is that if she continues someone else will also express their feelings so that it so a case can be done cuz you need numbers right well i i think that's i think that sounds like you um you did a great job of dealing with that and um how did you how did your process work of just taking the taking charge of the situation and realizing what your resources were in that situation and, and you know you did have resources here and they were working for you and so that's wonderful um and the thought is you know some situations don't have a lot of obvious resources. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and how do we work with those situations when there aren't a lot of obvious um, places to go or, uh, or ways to get there to get the help that you feel like you need? Well, I, I think, Betsy, that if you set your intention and um, if you listen to your guides and you listen, there's always help. There's always a way, even if that all, if if that means in my case losing the job. Okay, so I could have continued being there in fear because this is the only job that I have, and if I lose it, I will not be able to feed my children. That was my option. I could I could opt it to not say anything and then remain on the job, be miserable for the rest of my life. Where ending that job, I think it would at that moment it was better to not have it than to stay in a situation where I would just be miserable. And that was my option. And I had to get out of fear of losing more by not speaking. And I think that's um, something people have to do when they are dealing with this is um, this person has that power over you because you will you are choosing to stay. But if you choose to get yourself out of the equation, however that is for you, I think it's always better for you. For, at the end, it's is the right decision, but always to speak out, to speak out regardless of what happens. Right. Well, I think also I was listening to a, um, I was listening to a podcast from Christian Northrup. Do you know who that is? She's a physician who lectures, mm-hmm. um, and she, um, she, I think she's an OB guy, but she may just be an MD, but she works with women's issues. But she was saying that um, emotional vampires, which which is a type of bully, which is emotional vampires, the people who kind of prey on your energy, 
are an unreported uh, cause of a lot of autoimmune diseases. A lot of mm-hmm. her clients who are ill, when you come down to finding out what their personal circumstances are, there is often a family member or somebody in their environment who is habitually taking their energy in a bullying way. It can be subtle, it can be obvious, but it is a persistent problem and it causes illness, which makes total sense. Um, Mm -hmm. But we also, as a society, we need to recognize this and put a stop to it because we, we are all here with our gifts and our talents and our reason to be here, and we have to stop this cycle of some people taking advantage of other people and snuffing out their energy or weakening their energy to the point where they can't live the life that they need to live. Yeah, and, and it starts little by little. That, that's the thing is that if we um, believe we are that powerful, even with your little me story, if you only change your story, we are making so much change in the world that it's unbelievable. It, it's, so we have to understand and believe that we are the change, and the change doesn't mean huge mountains. It means you in your life doing whatever it is it that you need to do, and that makes a difference. I agree. So we are uh, reaching the end of today's episode, but Betsy, what is it that you want to leave us with? Um, I want to leave us with the, um, the thought that I would like us to, as a collective, start looking at these situations and understanding the dynamics involved um, when people interact. Um, And you, and you may not notice some of these situations where you give your power. um, And I've certainly been, um, you give your power and you, and you kind of know you're doing it. You're doing it for a reason. You're doing it either because, if you don't give your power, this person will create so much headache for you that you don't want, um, that you just let them have what they want. And it becomes habitual, kind of layers on itself and layers on itself. Well, I'm sure um, if we all think about it, we can come up with situations where we do this as we appease people. Um, and by appeasing people, um, we're losing something of ourselves that we need. We need to have. You know, the world needs to have it. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's not subtle. It's it's very obvious, and um, it's not always easy to be the person who rescues themselves. Sometimes other people need to see what's happening, and they need to step in and lend their energy, even 
even in a small way, if you see something that's going on that's not right and you can feel it in your gut, you can see it, um, you need to speak up. You know, you may be the um, energy that pushes, pushes the situation where it needs to be. And it doesn't need to be an aggressive situation. Um, but sometimes a little more energy is just what's needed to push the situation in the right direction. Yeah, and there's always a way. So just believe, trust that everything that you need will be given to you. All the resources you need are there for you. And that's the energy that we have right now. And if if you are been listen, have been listening to um, this podcast, you know that's the truth. You know that we believe in ourselves and we believe that these are the times for change. And, and just let it happen. Allow yourself to be part of the change. That sounds like a good note to end that on. (laughs) Thank you for being here. If people want to hire you for a conversation, for a speaker, for anything like that, how can they reach you? Uh, Well, they can reach me at my email. That's probably the easiest. It's uh, Galen at gmail.com. That's probably the easiest. Um, or you can reach me at readytoheelnow.com, either one of those. Um, and I welcome the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for being here. It went fast. So we are changing the world from the inside out with Betsy your Gaylene and her show Ready to Heal Now. So thank you again everybody and enjoy your weekend. Have a blessed one. Thanks Claudia. Thank you Betsy.